MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. This is Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw on a Thursday, just a little over 48 hours before we tip off the two national semifinal games in New Orleans, Amal. Good night for you in the NBA. Two easily gravy winners. You went up against our guy, Frank Schwab. You said the Heat got embarrassed. They came back. Win outright in Boston. Yeah, I thought they played well down the stretch. Jason Tatum struggled in that fourth quarter. Just two points and getting those two points in the final minute there. Uh, really thought he was a no-show in that game. Boston took the fourth quarter lead uh, going in, uh, but were unable to close it out. Toronto wins covers easily. Do you want to make, if, if you're one of the top three seeds in the East, do you want to face the Raptors in the first round? No, you don't want to play this team. We see how well they're playing, especially down the stretch. Uh, you know, Frank mentioned it yesterday. This team just consistently seems to win. I think Nick Nurse is a terrific coach. I was looking at Nick Nurse's bio. He's from Carroll, Iowa. Where is Very Carroll, Catholic, Iowa? Right on Route 30, dead west central Iowa. Dubuque, the most Catholic county at 79%. Carroll, 73%. Big high school, Carroll Kemper. The, uh, and he kind of worked his way up through the lower ranks and was an assistant, and he's done a tremendous job, obviously, winning an NBA title with Kawhi Leonard there. But this team, I think, is dangerous when you look in the postseason in terms of what they can potentially do. All right, Amal, we have uh, the, the Basketball Classic Championship tonight, the NIT Championship tonight. We'll cover those later this segment. We're going to continue our MLB previews. We're going to move to the American League and take a look at the American League East. Very interesting in the betting markets. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, actually, the Blue Jays favored to win that division. A uh, full night in the NBA and NHL as well. But let's start with the final four here. The first game at 3.09 Pacific time. 
from the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, features second seed Villanova against one seed Kansas. Amal, are you surprised that this number hasn't creeped up even further? Opened three and a half, went to four quickly, ticked up to four and a half on Monday, but still sits at four and a half. I haven't heard one person taking Villanova here in this game, but yet the number sits at four and a half. Are you suspicious of that? No, it was. I like your question, but expand on it a little bit when you say suspicious. Well, when every, of that. Everybody, I've, everybody I've talked to is betting Kansas. They're betting, but yet this number is holding steady at four and a half. You know, I think. The thing is, when you look at Villanova, you don't want to give them too many points, the respect people have for Jay Wright and what this team's been able to accomplish. But I go back to the earlier part of the season. This team was playing far better than they were in the beginning of the season. When they played opponents from a talent standpoint that I felt were better than them, they got dominated in those games. We saw against Purdue, against uh, Baylor. There was another game in there as well. I just think KU played... Out of the eight halves they played so far in the NCAA tournament, I thought the second half against Miami was their best and most complete half. I think they're trending in the right direction with potentially uh, two games remaining for them. And the Justin Moore injury can't be overstated. I think losing a player on a team with such a short bench and so so little depth is a real problem. So they have a six-man rotation. Now they go down to essentially a five-man rotation. Uh, the six-man rotation eat up 87% of the minutes, wow. right? And now you're going to five, and where are you going to find those additional minutes? You know you have to stop the Jayhawks in transition. Do they miss more uh, miss more, more <laughs> on the defensive end or the offensive end? He's the second-leading scorer, but I think he's their best perimeter defender. He can also defend in the post, and he's a great rebounding guard. I, I would say offensively because yeah. I think defensively they're so good. I, I like Jermaine Samuels a lot in terms of what he can do defensively. Um, Slater can be very dynamic as well. But for me, the big thing is offensively, your second leading score, his ability to create, to knock down big shots, not afraid to take a shot, that's going to be a challenge for this team. I'm telling you, Mike, I think Obagi is going to have a big two games. I I think KU's got a great chance to cut down the nets. Um, I don't know if it's going to be them or or potentially, obviously, Duke, Carolina still on the other side. I think Villanova, though, is going to have a really hard time simply because of the injury. You just... I think in this short time, if this let's say if this were game two of the regular season, I think they could overcome it. But at this stage of the game, when you're playing elite teams, I think it's going to be tough. Jay Wright knows he has to keep the game slow. He can't let Kansas get into their transition game. Do you think this total ticks down, and do you look at the under, 133 currently? I don't want to take an under in a Kansas game. I think Villanova's capable of knocking down the three-point shot. Uh, I mean, do we really think they're going to get held to... 65 points in in terms of Kansas. I, I think this game's still going to be played in the 60s, yeah. even if it goes to higher end, fouls late. You, you could easily get over that total. You, if you think the game is around the number, if you factor in fouls later on, this game's got to be at about 125 for you to be able to uh, stay under with the final minute, assuming it's a four or five point margin. Both these teams won their conference tournaments, mm-hmm. and both have won nine in a row heading into this contest. Kansas' last loss in Fort Worth against TCU. Um, 74-64, there's a game they were held in the 60s. Villanova's last loss was that game at UConn in Hartford, a game they led by five with under a minute to go. Uh, that was a tough loss. That, Very tough loss. Yeah, that was one where I really felt like they probably had the game but ended up slipping away from them. Nova's played great. I don't think there's a team in college basketball that plays more towards what their coach and coaching staff wants to do than Villanova. I do think that this is an important two games potentially for KU, particularly Bill Self. He is a tremendous coach. We've seen the success they've had at the Fog, what he's been able to accomplish within that league. But if he were to win that second title, 
I think the per- the perception of him changes drastically. So I've talked about Carolina being on a free roll here and all the pressure being on Duke. I feel this game is similar in that the pressure is on Kansas and that nobody expects this depleted Villanova team to win. And Bill Self is trying to uh, get a, the demons of so many disappointing tournaments away with and validate, as you said, his career with the second title. Yeah, well, you, you already know I'm pulling for the people from the Nova-Kansas bracket. But um, to me... For Bill Self, if he wins this, it puts him all of a sudden separates him with John Calipari, who's mm-hmm. still stuck on one. And you look at some of these other programs where you expect them to be a one seed to win national titles. If Jay Wright were somehow to win these two final games, I got to tell you, in my book, it would put him right there. I think Jim Calhoun is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Put him right there with Calhoun. I think it would put him right there with Bobby Knight. I know they they would all have three, but I think it's just absolutely solidifies himself as an all-time great. This would be the what their third title in six or seven years. If Shashev, with Shashevsky retiring, mm-hmm. I, I think there's clearly the argument that Jay Wright's the best coach in college basketball right now. I disagree with you. I don't think it's an argument. Well, I, no, I really it's don't. A fact. It's 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 clear cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who else are you nobody, even putting there right no, now, close no, to it? Nobody. You can yeah. argue K because of five titles and five different. No, I'm saying once times. he retires. Yeah, once yeah. he retires, yeah. I don't think you can. Uh, let's go to the second game just quickly, Amal. Yeah. Do you think this has the potential, even though it is not the national title game, of being the highest rated TV college basketball game of all time? Boy, I don't think so. You're still talking. What is that? Seventy nine bird magic. Still to this day, seventy nine. You know what's second? These are the iconic a- a- games. Eighty five. Georgetown Villanova. Oh, I can't believe I got that one. What's third? I, d- I don't have a clue. Ninety two Duke Michigan. Fab Five's first year okay. against that great uh, yeah. Leitner team. Um, fourth is NC State Houston from eighty three. The okay. great upset. Yeah. And then the Fab Five their second year ninety three when against Carolina, Carolina yeah. beat them. Arkansas Duke ninety four and UNC Georgetown the Jordan shot in eighty two. So four of the seven highest-rated games ever involved Duke or Carolina. Fair enough. <laughs> However, I don't think this game's going to come even close yeah. to those. Because nowadays, people have so many different options, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, from our perspective, we're betters. You know me. If I'm not involved in it, I'm not going to be looking at a potential second half. Chances are, I couldn't care less about this game. You know, I didn't watch a single minute of the Duke-Carolina game uh, at, at Durham. Because there was other games going on, I was involved, and I, I couldn't care less. If I'm not involved in the game, I'm not watching sports. So for me, unless I'm watching it from a betting standpoint or a potential opportunity to bet on a game, I don't have that much interest in it. I mean, obviously, this is a Final Four, you'll watch it, but I don't think the casual fan is going to jump in at the same rate, in my opinion anyway, as you would in some other games in the past. Can you tell me what's the highest-rated game of this tournament so far? This surprised me. I was going to say Duke, Arkansas. UNC St. Peter's on Sunday was the highest rated game of this Well, tournament. it was the only game that came out a decent, decent hour, right? Sunday afternoon on Sunday the East Coast, 5 o'clock. single game, yeah. and the St. Peter's story, obviously, was for so many people to watch. That's a metro story there in New York with it's a lot true. of households, right? Um, I'm interested listening to the lead-up to this game and the people from the history of the series and that. Krzyzewski uh, pointing out this will be the 98th time he's faced Carolina. Wow. <laughs> I, I had no idea. And, and very, but it's just it, on so many levels, it's such an epic matchup. And people say, wish it could have been the final. Well, it might not have been the final because they might not have got there. At least we're getting to realize the game. Yeah, well, you think about this between Dean Smith, Roy Williams, and Mike Krzyzewski, these guys have won 10 titles since 1982. If you include this year, this is the 41st season. Mm-hmm. Imagine if one of these two teams wins it. That would be 11 out of 41 seasons that you've had either Carolina or Duke, they're from Triangle Park area, win a national title. Think about that. Better than 25% of the titles have come from there. 
We know if Villanova's going to upset Kansas, they're going to have to slow the game down, stop the transition, and nail their threes, mm-hmm. play inside out. What needs to happen for Carolina to beat Duke? They've got to have Caleb Love shoot the ball the way he has mm-hmm. during this tournament. I think Love has been incredible. Armando Baycott's got to stay out of foul troubles. Uh, excuse me, out of foul trouble. And if he can do that, and then Brady Manick, the guy you've talked about all tournament long being the X factor for Carolina, he's got to play well. I think Love shooting the way he has all year, that's consistency. But to me, it's Manick that needs to step up. This total is higher, 151. But if you look at this rivalry, I believe 12 of the last 14 games have gone over the total. If you were playing a total here, do you lean over or this tournament trend? Only two overs since the Sweet 16 started. Well, with these two teams, they're very content going up and down the floor. and Both can shoot the basketball. I would look towards the over because I don't think anyone's going to try and slow it down. But the one thing I've noticed in the tournament, when you get into tight late-game situations, teams tend to play a lot more half-court sets. But uh, I think if you're either one of these teams, you got to run when you have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, these tournament games really get under under four-minute mode, under eight. Yes, exactly. They, they start shorting it. Um, Here's my concern. I want to bet Kansas on the money line in this first game. I'm not tied to a future there. Mm -hmm. But how much of the first game are we going to see? Because we're going to have to watch Shashevsky getting off the bus. We're going to have to watch. We're going to have to watch somebody helping him put his shoes on. We're going to have to watch somebody direct him to the locker room. Les Moonves or whoever is running CBS at this time. Please, can we just see? Villanova in Kansas. He's trying to sexually harass Mike Krzyzewski. <laughs> Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson, who's also our baseball expert, will look at every college basketball game on the schedule to find betting opportunities. Greg has an opinion on every single side in total. In Coast to Coast Hoops, he provides his unique insight and looks for those games with solid betting opportunities. Coast to Coast Hoops can be downloaded at vsin.com slash podcast and catch up on the other shows as well. When we come back, Fresno State, Coastal Carolina, and Xavier against Texas A&M tonight. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen nicotine pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw on a Thursday morning in Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas. The Circus Studios. All right, let's get to these two games tonight. The Basketball Classic Championship and I was surprised here. I don't know how they seeded this or that, but Fresno's the one that has to travel cross country all the way to Conway, South Carolina to take on Coastal tonight. The Bulldogs out of the Mountain West. Maybe here's a tournament the Mountain West can win. Lane three on the road here. And here's my first question to you, Amal, before we find out if you have a play. If this game was in Fresno, would they be lane nine? Uh, probably. Uh, at least eight in this one. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised they're the favorite here. Total of 126 and a half. I, I think Robinson's going to dominate Mustafa inside in this one. I, I like Fresno State to win this game. Um to me, the thing when you look at this Coastal team, they're going to rely on the three-point shot. They hit a couple of big shots the other night uh, against uh, South Alabama. They hit a three-pointer at the end of regulation to tie it. They hit a three-pointer in overtime, down two with one second remaining to win it. So I, I just think Fresno's a little more complete team. The defense that they will put on this uh, uh, Coastal Carolina team is going to be the difference in this game. I like Fresno minus the three here. How about uh, a first half under 59 all? I would go under. I wouldn't go over. Yeah. With the way this team can defend, I think the Shauna Clear is going to be in for it a little bit from a deep offensive standpoint. Uh, they'll get out and run when they have the opportunity to do so, but I, I don't think it's a bad play at all. All right, let's go to the NIT. Oh, that game go, tips at 3 o'clock Pacific time uh, on ESPN Plus if you have uh, that package. Then on ESPN, the main station at 4 o'clock Pacific time for Madison Square Garden. The NIT Championship, Xavier coming in at 22 and 13 against Texas A&M, 27 and 12. Here's what's more impressive. A&M, 23 and 15 against the spread this year. Um, the Aggies lane four and a half. 
with a total of 137.5. No team has a bigger gripe on not getting in the NCAA tournament than Texas A&M. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But, you know, in terms of the 23 and 15 ATS, the problem is in the beginning of the year, you were catching like seven at home with A&M in games against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The numbers were a little bit skewed because they weren't getting the respect they deserved. I remember having them, and they were ahead, and they ended up losing by six, and they covered against that, Kentucky. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, you know, that and the example against uh, Mississippi State, Point and a half point uh, yeah. favorite. I mean, come on. They, they should have been three and a half or four. They just, the numbers were not adjusted for AM for most of the year. Uh, I stayed away from this game completely. I think AM wins the game, Mike, but the four and a half is a bit of a tricky number. I think AM has played far better for the last two months. X really turns into a, a turnover machine at times, inconsistent. They have the talent, but for whatever reason, they couldn't put it together consistently. I'll have a play on this game later. I well, think you got AM. Well, yeah, but I am on the money line. But okay. what would you think of putting Fresno State and AM together in a money line parlay? I don't think it's a bad play at all. Yeah. I didn't do that. I used a hockey game later. Um, but I'm on AM here. I think they win. I need them to win to, to, to validate my, my berating of the committee. And I talked about it this morning. I mean, were they watching these games in Laramie and Colorado Springs and Fort Collins and this basketball and telling me that the fourth team out of the Mountain West deserved to get in ahead of A&M? Well, A&M had a terrible stretch of all where they lost like seven in a row, including at Missouri uh, and to Vanderbilt. But 10 of their 12 losses are to tournament teams. Yeah, but, but, you know, to me, I hear what you're saying. They beat that stretch you're referring to in the beginning of uh, February. Mm. They lose to uh, at LS. Oh, God. They, they lost more games than that. Maybe eight they, in a row. They lost eight in a row, nine yeah. out of ten. Uh-huh. The only win was against Florida at home in that stretch. But to me, when you look at their non-conference schedule, Mike, this is the indictment of them. North Florida, Abilene Christian, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Houston Baptist, Wisconsin they lose to. They win against Butler. They did beat Notre Dame. Uh, lost to TCU. Oh, they beat that vaunted team. I forgot to be. Uh, they beat the team out of Corvallis, Oregon State. Got to give them credit for that one. Dallas Christian and Central Arkansas, who I believe does not have uh, Derek Fisher or Scottie Pippen on that team any longer. They didn't play anybody. Y- you can't just rely on your conference. If they would stop scheduling like Jim Beheim, they'd be in the tournament. How many points are you going to give me with Wyoming against Texas A&M? You're going to lay the points with Wyoming? Get out of here. Shh. Stop it already. Colorado <laughs> I, I State give you for that, that matter one. as well. I can't come back from that one. That That's was a the knockout. one I circle, Wyoming. I, th- I cannot understand Indiana, I can under- I, but I, I can- Rutgers had some huge wins. I know they were at home. They did win in Madison, but I cannot justify Wyoming over them. That's fair. I, I don't have a problem with that argument. I think you could have dropped Texas A&M into the NCAA tournament at the Sweet 16 level, and they would have given any of those teams a game. I, I'm not disagreeing with you in that situation. This team played extremely well down the stretch. But this is a this is a message that you've got to stop scheduling Houston Baptist. All right, let's move on to the NBA where you make all your money. Let's take a look at the Eastern Conference here, Amal. Heat 49-28, Bucks 47-28, 76ers 46-29, Celtics 47 and 30. Basically everybody has five or six games left. Two questions for you. Who do you think ends up with the top seed in the East? And then from Britain, it's Britain's question. Do you want to end up with the three seed to avoid having to play the Nets in the first round? Possibly. I mean, that, that looks I mean, like I don't it. want to play the Raptors in the first round, though, no. if I get the three seed. But I don't think any team or any player ever has that mentality, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. the 12th man on the Sacramento Kings probably thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you look at this Miami team right now, two games ahead of Milwaukee in the win column at 49 and 28, Bucks at 47 and 28, you have to favor Miami to become the one seed. Also, you want to be the one seed because if this comes down to conference finals, you got game seven. De- 
down in downtown. You want that game at home in South Florida. All right, let's take a look at the action tonight. There's a handful of games. With accurate five there is, including a TNT doubleheader. Let's hit that first. Bucks uh, on the road tonight in Brooklyn, taking on the Nets. Is Kyrie playing now? Does he get to yes, play at home now? Oh, that's play. wonderful. I have here on the overnight the Nets a point and a half point, uh, favorite them all. This is the first game of the TNT doubleheader at 4:30, one and a half and 2:39. Yeah, just uh, to clarify, Giannis is probable tonight game time decision, but it looks like he's going to play in this game. Numbers right where it should be. This Two. is mm-hmm. this is an important game, obviously for Brooklyn based on where they're at. Also for Milwaukee, if they were to drop this game, Mike, I don't believe they can wind up with a one seed. It would be difficult simply because they're the two games behind in the win column, and then there would be a game back in the loss column. I think it would be tougher. Movement on the total from 239 up to 243.5. Four and a half point steam to the over here, Amal. Wow. Uh, obviously, open gym being run here tonight in Brooklyn, but uh, going to stay away from that total. Cavs at the Hawks. Also tips at 430 in Atlanta. Hawks lane five on the overnight with a total of 222. Yeah, injuries uh, just really decimating this Cavaliers team right now. Evan Mobley out. We know Sexton's been out for a while now. Jared Allen's still out. Uh, Rondo with the ankle as well. Um, not surprised by this number being where it's at. Uh, to me, not a play here to make. But this Cavs team, I'll tell you what, you got to give them a ton of credit. They did struggle yesterday at home. They lose to the Mavericks by eight. Now you go on the road to play Atlanta. Not the easiest spot if you're Cleveland. Clippers are at the Bulls, and, and I should mention Bulls also at 44 and 32. So Raptors might actually end up in the five spot, uh, not the six spot there. Cleveland sunk to seven. Clippers at the Bulls at the United Center. Bulls lane three and a half, uh, down to three now with a total of 221 of all. This game tips at five o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, this is a, a game time decision here for Zach Levine for the uh, Bulls in this one. Also, uh, you got to pay attention in terms of this. Uh, this team with uh, the Clippers, now that we've got uh, Paul George back in the lineup, I'm interested to see how this team continues to fare. I think he's an absolute difference maker, not just on the offensive end, but defensively. He can lock down anybody. It should be a fun team to watch. I- I'm telling you, I don't think they're going to come out of the West or anything. But I think the Clippers are a dangerous team when you get them in the playoffs. Uh, 4 p.m. tip from Detroit. 76ers at the Pistons. 76ers. Heavy road favorite here, uh, overnight of 10.5 with a total 223.5 a mile. Uh, no play here on a number like this on the road. Uh, Detroit's been more competitive, but uh, Philadelphia wins the basketball game. Again, a team that needs this one if they're going to have an outside shot at getting the one seed. Uh, they are currently two back of the Miami Heat in the standings. Second game of the TNT doubleheader, tipping at 7 p.m. Pacific time on TNT. Lay down, Bron James, and the Lakers are at Salt Lake City to take on the Jazz. The overnight here, I'm all 12 and a half, 225 and a half. You laying 13 with the Jazz tonight against this Lake show? I am not, but I would take the over because the Lakers have not tried to play defense for the entire season. They've got a terrific defensive coach in Frank Vogel who's going to end up becoming the scapegoat here. Uh, LeBron went back to L.A., not with the team right now, to rehab his ankle. Anthony Davis still out. Uh, Jazz have not had the type of season I thought they would have. They, I mean, Including gonna... blowing a 25-point lead to the Clippers the other night. Unbelievable. I was looking at the in, just the in-game numbers and really not paying any attention. I saw the Jazz were like 19.5-point favorites. There was no money line. When I back, went back later, the Clippers were 2.5-point favorites. I, I had to go look at the box score on this thing. <laughs> How does that it's... happen? No idea. That NBA, the world's greatest athletes, most exciting sport. Tired after lunch? You're not alone. In fact, research shows that more than 70% of us hit the wall after lunch. Let a five-hour energy shot help you leap over that wall instead of crashing into it. With zero sugar and unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, 
It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. Get a 5-Hour Energy today. All right, I'm all looking forward to it. When we come back, it's the AL East. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now. And Adam Burke, the world-famous Adam Burke, has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams. Plus, Jason Weingarten shares his 400 futures. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of the baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. All right, Amal, let's talk some baseball. We did the... We did the uh, we did, we did the promo, and we're actually leading right into baseball here. I'm all Shaw here with Mike Palm on Odds On, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's get into the AL East, the most competitive division we've previewed so far in terms of eh, the, betting mar- the betting markets so far. What's more competitive, the NL East? Yeah. You think so? Well, who's your winner here? Who do you take it? Let's just run down the division right. odds. Surprisingly, at least to me it is, the Blue Jays are favored plus 170 to win the division. Yankees second choice, 2-1. to one. Rays, the third choice, plus 320. Red Sox, fourth choice in the division at plus 550. And then the Orioles are a billion to one. <laughs> I don't think the 150 is high enough on the Orioles. The Rays could hit two zeros. <laughs> exactly right. The Rays could go on an Alabama-like run, and they would still be picked the thir- be <laughs> third in this division every year. How many times does this team have to All prove right. themselves before people start to believe in them? All right, them? let's go team by team before you get your pick and then any other the bets that you want to have out of this division, whether you're fading a team, exact as win totals, this, that, and the other. <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk with the favorite, Charlie Montoya's Toronto Blue Jays. I want to start with the, the rotation, and you tell me if this is good enough and who's the key guy here. They picked a Barrios last year. I think he, he, he didn't perform terrific, but I think he's good to have at the top. Glossman, have, have arm, will travel, now goes from the Giants uh, to Toronto, Ryu uh, still in there. I don't know where they're going to put him. Is he's going to be the two or the three starter? The kid I think is very important. Could have a big year. Alec Manoa. Yeah. And then my favorite pitcher travels from the Pacific Northwest to Toronto. Yusei Kikuchi. Um, rank this. Rank this rotation in terms of the division here because I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time ranking it first or second. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And my concern when you look at this team, I, I think that. I would take uh, probably the Yankees ahead of them mm-hmm. and then the Rays in terms of a pitching standpoint. Here's my issue. I think Berrios is a number two, possibly. I don't necessarily see him as a number one. Ryu and Gosman are threes to me. I don't think they're legit twos. In Ryu the- had two seasons where he, he finished in the top three in ERA in the National League. You're going to say that's Dodger Stadium and pitching in the NL West. Go, go play in that bandbox that is the American League East. You play in the Bronx. You play in Toronto. You play in, in Fenway, Tampa. The, the I mean, worst switch for a pitcher is NL West to AL East. 100%, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think yeah. about this. this before the fences got brought in mm-hmm. in San Francisco and in Petco. I mean, those, those were great pitchers' parks. Um, I, I think this team is really good. I think this team has a chance to be a legitimate World Series contender, Mike, if at the trade deadline they go get a real arm. I think they're good enough, but they're going to be able to out-hit people during the regular season. During the postseason, they need an arm that's going to be a difference maker for them. I love the pickup of Matt Chapman. I, I do, too. I, I've always said I thought he'd be an MVP one day, yep. and I still believe that. I think that helps them out a lot. 
Um, how good, you know, we, we talked Springer, Vlad, Bichette. How good is uh, Teoscar Hernandez, in your opinion? I think Hernandez is terrific. Mm-hmm. I think this guy can do a lot of damage. I like what he was able to do for this team last year. Uh, I, I think he gives them that protection in the middle of the lineup. Excuse me, makes a huge difference for this team. Uh, last year, 32 homers, 116 driven in. Difference maker. When you look at this lineup, this team is extremely dangerous. You mentioned Chapman. I mean, think about this. He's going to be the number five hitter, and he's kind of an afterthought when you mm-hmm. look at the top four. Uh, I like that they have Stripling in the bullpen, too, because if you get an injury, he can go- join the rotation. I always thought he someday would be, but he gives you middle innings. He can pitch a seventh or eighth inning as well. All right, let's go to the Yankees. They're the second choice at 2-1. to one. Of course, Garrett Cole anchors the lineup. Your Cy Young favorite as well, as he is almost every year in the American League. And then you go Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, uh, Nestor Cortez, uh, Tyon, uh, and then the, that bullpen with Chapman, Green, uh, Losaiga, I mean, it's a strong pitching staff. Cole's a one. We know that. Uh, Rightfully so, the favorite to win the Cy Young. Montgomery, I'm not as high on as other people might be. I like Severino. I like Severino as the two. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. do too. And uh, to me, Jamison Tyone is the wild card. I think this is a guy who's listed as the number five, who has the ability, Mike, not on this staff, but on this, uh, on other staffs to be a number one. I think he could be a two here if he pitches really well. Even if he's a three for you behind Severino and Cole, I like this team a lot. My concern is offensively, they got too many strikeouts in the lineup. I mean, who's going to get on base for this team? That's what I'm saying. They got too many strikeouts do, in there. Do you like the acquisition of Josh Donaldson? I do. I think he gives them a little bit of moxie that they lack. I think he brings a certain amount of toughness. Gene Carlos Stanton is a guy that looks like an all-airport team guy. First guy you want off the plane, but I don't know if he brings that type of toughness to the game. I can't like believe Don- Leonard Hamilton didn't recruit him. <laughs> I, I like the fact that uh, you got Donaldson here. But, Mike, I'm concerned when you look at Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Josh Donaldson. They're going to bat Rizzo in the leadoff spot? Well, they got to have, have an on-base percentage in the first five guys. Yeah, it's, 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 it's strange here. They got, like, a lot of fours and fives in this lineup. Uh, pitching staff is good. All right, let's move on. The Rays, as you say, get no mis- no respect. McClanahan looks to be the ace to start the season. The wild card to me, can Corey Kluber bounce back? Yeah, I'm not sure about Kluber. No. That's my concern here. I think he's one of these guys that's going to be a feast or famine situation. You know, he could be, to me, Mike, he could be the Madison Bumgarner in, in a negative way for this team potentially. But if he pitches at the level he's capable of, boy, he could be really dangerous. And what a tremendous addition it would be for them. Uh, the lineup features Wander Franco, Austin Meadows, mm-hmm. Randy Rosarina, G-Man Choi, Andy Diaz. Uh, solid lineup, and they always seem to manufacture runs. Well, I, I think when you look at this team, um, give me the manager's name, Drawn a Blank. Cash. Cash. Yeah. yeah. He does a tremendous job. They seem to get the best out of their people. I, I think this team's always going to be there. I think their pitching is good enough to be able to potentially carry them. The concern I have is when you go in certain matchups against teams like Toronto, if your pitchers are off a little bit, this Blue Jays team is going to put up seven, eight, nine runs against you. The Red Sox five fifty to one minus one twenty not to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs, a dollar even money no on the playoffs. I look at that bet here. I'll tell you, if, if I'm playing the Red Sox, it's a lot of overs. It's Evoldi and then nothing to me. Uh, I would agree rotation. with you. You got Rich Hill, Michael Rich Walker Hill. in there. How many innings is Rich Hill going to give you? I have no Michael Walker. Michael Walker's on a retread of a retread. <laughs> I, I, Tanner Houck. 
I've never believed in Pavetta. I thought Pavetta was now he benefited from a lot of runs there last year with the Red Sox, but I thought Pavetta was the worst of those five cookie cutter starters in Philadelphia where they were all just the same starter. Nola, Eflin, Pavetta. It was all the same guy. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Comes in with a 4.53 ERA uh, last year in Boston. Year before that, uh, you know, he had a 6.89, 5.38 the previous year, 5.16 career ERA. You're absolutely right. When you look at the middle of this lineup, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. How about one through six? Hernandez, uh, Devers, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Verdugo, Trevor Story. Does it compete with the Dodgers one through six? It absolutely <laughs> does. What I don't like, though, is I don't like Kike Hernandez at the Lito. top of the lineup. Yeah, that's where I have a little bit of an issue. Uh, I think Trevor Story should not be your number six hitter, though. Uh, I think he's too good to be yeah. a six hitter. Could be a three hitter on a lot of teams. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, bullpen. Concerns about the bullpen and Whitlock, the closer? Whitlock, Matt Barnes. I mean, I, I don't like either of these guys. Uh, neither do I. Uh, do we need to talk about the Orioles? You're going to lay 10,000. They don't make the playoffs. No. I don't know. Who, who is this team? I mean, it's Johnny means business. And then your number two is Jordan Lyles. He couldn't be the number three in Texas. <laughs> Jordan Lyles <laughs> is not a guy who wants starting a lot of games. You know, the problem is that who's the one consistent bat you got here? Trey Mancini. Yeah. Trey Mancini. I mean, he'll get you 35 doubles. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, mean, and nobody will nobody, drive him home. No, and nor will he drive anybody home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Runer Odor. I mean, good. You got a good puncher Odor. at second I mean, base. Odor, <laughs> is he finishing his career in Baltimore? How much money can you pay a guy? Uh, I mean, I, uh, all right, give me your pick. Who's what in this division? I'm going to go. I haven't bet any of these. I'm going to go with the Rays based on pricing. Plus, Plus 320. 320. Yeah. Would you take? Now, you probably wouldn't lay, but would you take the the... 205 on the race to make the playoffs. Now we haven't gone through the rest of the American League to talk about wild cards. No, because if the Rays are not, eh, I, I don't like the price. A little bit high. Do you see a scenario where the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs? That's plus 310 on the no. I, no, because their offense is so, so good, good that even if uh, Guerrero gets hurt, mm -hmm. they'll be fine. Hernandez is terrific. I think this team is extremely dangerous. You add in Chapman. They're going, to, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm not going to go with they're as good as the early 90s Jays offensively, but they're close. You know, my opinion on this division is I don't want to make any preseason bets. I think I want to watch these teams play, watch these these pitchers in action here. I have a higher opinion of Ryu than you do. I, I think that he might be able to bounce back. I'm a little bit concerned about his longevity at this point in his career. When he was with the Dodgers, he could control all four of those pitches and really dominate. He hasn't been able to do that in the American League so far. I would lean Yankees at two to one if you had uh, make a to bet. win the division. Yeah, what were you like? I, I actually two, would two say, <laughs> I Mike, they got too many strikeouts in their lineup. I'm actually concerned about this team having a good they, year. They can pitch. They can pitch. They can pitch first through ninth inning though. They can really pitch. Right, you know how I, I like defense first. Well, you're worry about the runs later. <laughs> yeah. Worry about the runs later. All right. Um, interesting. Look, we'll continue tomorrow with the AL Central and then wrap it up on Monday uh, with the AL West. When we come back, Amal's red hot. We'll get them all in as well as the Palm Reader Playbook. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Tourney Madness continues this week at Bet Rivers with three new missions for the final round of games. It's your last chance to score a free bet during the tournament. Go to BetRivers.com or Bet Rivers Sportsbook app to check out the final missions and enjoy final games of the tournament. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make your bets this weekend with Bet Rivers. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Final segment for today. Amal, Amal, 
The other day, two days ago, I won my games. You lost your single game. It was a flip-flop yesterday. You won multiple plays, and I lost the Kraken plus 145. I still think it's the right price to take a shot. They just, they're just they challenged offensively, and we took advantage of some endgame unders to go to 98 million and no on endgame plays. Uh, <laughs> tonight, you have one singular play for us. Yeah, Fresno State here, lane three in Conway against the Chanticleers. I like this team. I think defensively an elite team, and they will get a title for the Mountain West Conference, Mr. Anti-Mountain West. Uh, look, this was a good league this year. They just, you made a great point though during the tournament, which is they were equal. They were all mediocre and their games looked good because they were all the same level of mediocre. You are correct. You're absolutely right. Every on that. game was 57, 56. Yeah. It, it, there's no arguing that you're, you're right. But I like Fresno here. Minus the three Bulldogs win. And by the way, what a scheduling beat. If you are Fresno state, having go all the way from Fresno to Conway. They left on the train right as soon as the game was over the other night. Now, tell me about this school, Amal, because I find this so interesting. This is a school I really didn't know anything about. Excellent baseball program. We've seen them as a top 25 football program and a competitive basketball program. What have they done in the last 10 years? Is it facilities? Is it coaching? Is it money? First of all, Cliff Ellis, who led Auburn to a deep run, uh, took over there, has done a great job, has been there for a long time. The football program, remember when they started their football team, their head coach, their first head coach, was the guy who had either founded E-Trade or um, one, one of those uh, trading platforms. Had a lot of money, but he was in... Joe Moglia. Yes, exactly. He was in the football, became a head coach there, and they had a great program since. Not familiar with the baseball, baseball program. Baseball, very good. They've gone to regional final. I think they made, they made the College World Series final or semifinals a couple of years ago. But you know what you find in collegiate baseball is it's very regionalized based on the weather. You, you oh. look in hockey, right? In collegiate hockey, you see the teams in, in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan... Uh, Maine, those types of... I have of- to tell these guys, stop putting the Big Ten baseball on because you can't book it because of the weather. Yeah. You don't get the number one starters. It's all dependent on weather. Look at the SEC and the ACC dominate the co- college baseball landscape and, and the Pac-12 Pac-12. with the Southern schools. Yeah, USC was great for a yeah. long time. Arizona, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arizona. And, and yeah. so... All right, see. we'll move on. We'll move on. I just thought it's interesting that a, that a school was able to build these multiple programs. It's impressive what they've been able to do. Okay, I have one play tonight. I mentioned it to you. I'm going to take A&M on the money line, 190. Four and a half is probably the right number, but there's a lot of ways you don't cover and still win at four and a half. And I'm going to hook up the stars again. A two-unit parlay. They're a night off, and then they get to play John Gibson, the (laughs) gift that keeps on giving, and the Ducks who've lost 10 in a row. They had a rally from a goal down into the third period yesterday. They were $1.65, now $1.75 tonight. This parlay, Amal pays plus 140, and I'll do it for two units. By the way, why do the uh, Ducks hate Gibby so much that they keep sending him back this out team there? team is out of it, and they just keep putting him out there night after night after night. What, what, who is Stolarz? He's the backup right now for them? Yeah. Well, why aren't they playing him? I don't know. He's played. He, to me, he's been be splitting time at this point. Yeah, exactly. They just keep right. throwing uh, Gibby out there. Hot night on the ice, says Britton Hess. So let's get to it. Uh, no particular chronological order here. This makes it very easy for the fans. Let's go at 5 p.m. Pittsburgh is at Minnesota. Pittsburgh now has slid to third in the Metro. Minnesota second in the Central, but a long-distance phone call from the Avs. <laughs> but by the way, the Wild have won seven in a row, Amal. You get Casey DeSmith back up tonight for uh, the Penguins, 6-4 and 4-2-9-6. Cam Talbot quietly has won 27 games uh, for the Wild with a 2-8-0 goals against average. Minnesota just a short home favorite tonight. We know how good Pittsburgh's been on the road. 
a uh, dollar twenty-five with a total six and a half. You mentioned a camp town, but twenty-seven, twelve, and one. Think about that in forty mm-hmm. starts. Really, only impressive. one overtime loss in all those starts is what's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I can't back Pittsburgh here. I like no. the cheap price on Minnesota at home. This team continues to play well. I, I know Britain's uncle's in town, so he's probably listening. But sorry, got to go against your pens here. Uh, I like the Wild. This team has really done a great job at the Excel Center. Mike, let me ask you real quick before we move on. How dangerous can this team be at home? Or forget at home, but just in general in the playoffs. I don't like the division they're in. Um, because I still think St. Louis will probably be a tough out in the playoffs, and they have to get up against Colorado. I, I just don't see them making a conference final. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Avalanche. Mike, your affinity for the Blues, because you won a Stanley Cup bet with them, is like, you know, just saying, well, you know, I'm going to treat this ex-girlfriend so well, just in case, you know, she makes a comeback in my life. What are you talking about? The they won game? last night in Vancouver. They, they won in Vancouver. Oh, congratulations. Thank you beat the Canucks. How about haven't, the been stars? Re- haven't been relevant since the Sedin twins. Meanwhile, the Stars could be dangerous in the playoffs, too. Give me the Stars, I, Wild. I'll take the Stars. I'll take the Stars, too. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure... I'm not going to go against my Dallas Stars. No, you're very, very, very loyal to the Metroplex. <laughs> yes. All right. Jets at Maple Leafs. This is at 4 o'clock. It's the Battle of the Dueling Erics. Eric Comrie gets to start as the Jets were in in uh, Buffalo last night. So Hellebuck will finally get a night off against Eric Calgren for the Maple Leafs. Calgren's played well. 3-2-1, 2-6-4. And Comrie, 8-2-1. I keep saying everybody sleeps on him. 2-3-9. The Jets... Still in this race here in the West. Just two points out of the second wild card. Leafs a big favorite, 240. I might take a shot with the Jets here. Total six and a half of them. Not a bad play. I lost last night on the Sabres. Took yeah. a play on them, went to the shootout and lost, but I felt pretty good based on where they wound up at. Um, I'm with you. I think the price is too high on Toronto. I don't believe Winnipeg wins this game. Tough game last night, the overtime plus the shootout. Obviously, you don't get tired in the shootout, just three guys out on the ice. But my, my point being is that... Um, I think Toronto's too high of a price here. If you're going to take the Leafs, you have to go puck line. Kings are at the Flames tonight. This game's 6 o'clock from the Olympic Saddle Dome. Um, you know, the Kings and Edmonton aren't out of the woods yet. Even though they're second and third in the Pacific, they could get overtaken and get bumped out of the wild card as well. They've got to be careful. If you look at the Kings' schedule them all, it's very difficult. Probably yeah. the most difficult in the West down the stretch here. Cal Peterson in goal against Jacob Markstrom. Markstrom's second uh, in the Vezina of markets right now, and he's earned it 31-13-7 and seven with a 2-1-6. Quietly, the Flames are putting together a great season. Huge favorite tonight, 3-10 for a first-place team in a division against a second-place team in a division, the Kings. The Kings played last night in Edmonton. Total six, any way you're attacking this game, Amal. I am not, but I do believe the price is too high. Uh, I think the Kings are capable of pulling off the upset, but the concern, as you alluded to, tough game last night, overtime loss, uh, in that one against Edmonton, uh, that's the one thing here. When you said the Olympic saddle, don't I think Lanny McDonald or Jerome McGinley is going to be out on the ice. Rate the chances of Calgary getting to the Stanley Cup final. I know they probably have to go through Colorado. I'm if, not worried. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I said this before, back in January, I said this team is dangerous. I like Markstrom and Nett. I like the way they're playing. This team is one you got to pay attention to. Sharks are in Denver tonight to take on the Avalanche, who have amassed... Uh, 100 points here uh, on their quest for the President's Cup. It's going to be the, the backups, Kapo Kakinen and Pavel uh, Franceau. Kakinen 12-9-3, Franceau 12-3-1, They played a terrific game in the Saddledome the other night, the Avalanche. Did. But another huge favorite. Surprises hasn't touched 
$4. Sharks lose on the road in Phoenix last night. 360, I'm all. Minus, minus on the puck line, minus 130, total six. 10% off. I thought the price was going to be $4 <laughs> knowing the, uh, the avalanche. This team has been unbelievable at home. 26, 4, and 3. It's, the prices are ridiculous. This reminds me of Johan Santana down the stretch during his Cy Young Award year against the Kansas City Royals. I'm sorry, I'm not laying 360 in a hockey game despite the fact that the Avalanche just don't seem to lose in Denver. I won a big bet with Johan Santana against Mussina in Yankee Stadium the first game of a playoff series. Uh, plus 220 under 8. And I, they beat Mussina 2 to nothing. You never gave I mean, Santana they, that respect there in Minnesota. No, they didn't. Devils at Bruins quickly. Bruins a big favorite tonight. Nico Dawes against Linus Allmark. Bruins laying north of 250 here. Oh, down to 240. A little Devils money here. Uh, any thoughts on this game, Amal? Uh, I think B's bounced back. Terrible for performance against Toronto. Oof. Gave up six goals in that game. Uh, Going to stay away from this one, but I think Boston bounces back and gets the W. Blackhawks are in uh, the Rat Bend tonight to take on the Florida Panthers, who have 96 points, sitting atop the Atlantic. How about Bobrovsky? Bobby Bobrovsky, who had one series in his whole life when they upset Tampa Bay with Columbus. <laughs> He's quietly 32-6-3 with Ridiculous. a 2-6-1 against Kevin Lankinen, who's, <laughs> whose goals against is approaching four. You got a seven here, Amal. Seven, 120 to the under. Do you want to try to say it takes eight to beat me? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Will you lay the 120 here under seven? I think you take a shot at it, right, because it does take eight to beat you. How about Lankinen? He's got more losses in 18 games. Then Bobrovsky has in what? What has he played? Forty-one games so far this year. Yeah, more regular season regulation and overtime losses. He's lost fourteen of eighteen. He's lost nine of forty-one. Uh, Blue Jackets at the Islanders. These are the also Rans that technically are still mathematically alive in the East. Merzlikens against Varlamov. Uh, Jackets have lost four in a row. The Isles laying two dollars at home. I'm going to tell you what. I, I would be betting against the Islanders down the stretch. They have had so many games. Bunched in together. The fatigue is going to be a factor for this team. Revenge spot here for CBJ. Remember, they lost a couple of nights ago on Tuesday in Columbus against the Islanders. So I think a good opportunity for revenge for Columbus. Jake Allen and the Habs in Raleigh tonight taking on the Metro's top team, the Hurricanes, with 96 points. Is it going to be Freddie Anderson again still? Jay, uh, yes, it is. Why do they keep playing Anderson? Because he, he, he keeps winning. Yeah, I guess so. 32 <laughs> 10 and 3. You want to lay $4 here? 425 Jesus. of all. No. But I'm not, I'm not going to question my guy, Brindamore, for throwing Anderson out there. We can get a money line parlay together here. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. Stay tuned. Up next, we have Betting Across America. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.